WPTF Radio, AM 680 and FM 98.5. Be sure to set one button on each line, one on the AM line and one on the FM line in your car. And uh, you can stay tuned to WPTF and hear news and weather and lots of stuff like that. And the Tom Kearney Show every night, Monday through Friday, between 9 and 10, a little bit of live and in real-time radio. And we have a really great week of programming coming up this week. Tonight is a nostalgia night, and I want to to try something I've tried a couple of times before over the last few months that we've been locked up, quarantined. But I want to see if we can flush people out because I'm, I've read articles about the different kinds of things that people are doing and seen TV programs and even heard one or two radio programs. And I wonder why can't we find out what our listeners, what our people are doing. Are you putting together crossword puzzles? Are you uh, constructing uh, furniture? Are you cleaning up the garage? One guy did call one night and said he cleaned up his garage. Uh, I've done several things, and I'm going to try to outline some of those, but I want you to join us at 919, which is our area code, 860-9783, and, and tell, tell me what kind of, and our audience, what kind of projects, what kind of things that you've been doing while we have been uh, out of action, so to speak, quarantined, kind of locked away. You haven't been totally quarantined, but... It's uh, been the kind of situation where uh, the the society was pretty well locked down starting last uh, year, about this time, actually a little earlier, about March 12th or 13th, sometime like that. And and the encouragement over the, the long run until just the last little bit when the vaccines have uh, begun to take uh, some effect, we we presume, uh, have we been, we've been encouraged to stay home and and what have you been doing? Now, I have stayed home. I'm more comfortable staying home than, than Mrs. Kearney is, for instance, because she gets a little cabin fever, and I have resources. I One of my hobbies is, is, is my books, is reading, and so that that's something that can be done at home. And uh, I uh, do a lot of research on my computer and uh, things like that. Uh, I had some projects. I had stacks of books on certain topics that I had put aside to to read. There, it's a kind of a continuing education thing with me. I guess I'm a, a not a professional student, but a long-term student. So even though I quit going to formal school a long time ago, I've been going to school all the while. And in fact, this program is a is a going to school. And so when I have to get ready for tomorrow night's program with Rod Gonski when he's going to talk about the weather and particularly about uh, tornadoes and the, the 1984 tornado outbreak in North Carolina that's called the, sometimes the Red Springs or the Maxton tornadoes. Uh, I need to uh, go back and read up a little bit on that. That's uh, I guess I'm the proverbial student. I always will be. So being confined, uh, if I can do that, is not so bad. I'll tell you in a moment about a time when I could not do that. But uh, you have been doing something. It may have been uh, repairing something that needed repair that you had put aside. It may have been uh, writing letters. Uh, it may, it may have, what, what kind of projects? My sister uh, was here, I think I told you, visiting with me. Uh, we actually had our Christmas is what it was. We, we've all got our vaccines now, and it's a little safer. But, see, I'm not sure that I believe it's uh, going to be what everybody's hoping it's going to be. It's kind of like whistling in the dark, I think, for a lot of people. They, they're they going along, and uh, 
they're saying uh, that they believe that everything's going to be all right. They assume that everything's going to be all right. And Lord knows I hope it will be. But I, I know there are people and some people in the CDC and the scientist types who who are not as uh, secure in, in the knowledge that everything is going to be all right. And things sometimes take time. And uh, I think the, the, the old expression is wishing and hoping may not, uh, may not get it. But we will just have to see uh, as society uh, opens back up whether uh, the problem is going to be on the way to, to being solved or not. But that's what I want you to share with me. The telephone number, again, is 919-860-9783. 860-WPTF is the, is the, are the letters. They're the same as 9783, and you can call us there. And uh, you will make this program a success or not if you call. But you must have been doing something, and I want to know what you've been doing. And uh, it's kind of, it's, I guess it's kind of like a survey. I'm kind of curious. As I said, I've seen TV programs. I, I sometimes, Mrs. Kearney and I watch, uh, what's her name, Kelly and, and, and Ryan. I, I like both of them. I've always liked Ryan Seacrest and uh, talking with two people about what they have been doing and what they themselves have been doing, the, uh, these celebrities and entertainment types, uh, but uh, with, with, the, with the doors locked. And I'll share a little bit of my experience with you, but I want you to tell me what you've been doing. Did you did you come up, come home and finally clean up the house? Uh, I know one person that I know who needs to he it's a he and he needs to clean up the house. But I'm wondering if he's if he's done it in, in the time that he's had. Uh, but anyway, we'll talk about some of the things that need to be talked about. But I want to hear from you again, and so don't be bashful and. Uh, uh, there are some good storytellers out there and people who have undoubtedly done interesting projects. Maybe they may have taken a course when they had uh, had been planning to take one but had not been able to take the time out because of work, and maybe they didn't have as much work, or maybe working at home, that's, that's, that's a story within itself, working at home. But maybe working at home created a better situation for, for taking a course or taking a course a, a virtual course or something like that. Uh, so 919-860-9783. John Sauter is our producer. He'll put you on hold and direct you to yours truly, Tom Kearney, on the Tom Kearney Show here on WPTF Radio, where we are here every night, Monday through Friday, from 9 until 10, with a little bit of live and in real-time radio. And we want to talk to you about what you were doing while you were, quote, quarantined, end quote, while you were locked up. Uh, figurative, not literally, and, and more or less discouraged from going out uh, and uh, uh, circulating in society as you would have in an ordinary situation because of the uh, coronavirus that, that is lurking out there. 919-860-WPTF, 919-860-9783. We'll be back and take your calls right after this. Monday night, it is... March 29th in the year 2021. I mentioned it with Rod uh, Gonski, the weather guy, will be on tomorrow night. My brother Stephen will be on on Wednesday night. With uh, we're going to talk about baseball movies, you know, Field of Dreams, Durham, Bull Durham, things like that, Major League uh, with Bob Uecker and stuff like that. And uh, Thursday night, Pam Beck, our gardening correspondent will be here as she's done in past years and talk about the flowers and 
plants and stuff associated with the in their symbolism with with Easter, which of course is next Sunday. Yesterday was uh, was uh, Palm Sunday, I believe, and so Pam is in the habit over the last fifteen years or so of doing that, and and I, I find it uh, find it worthy. So I hope you will listen to that on Thursday night uh, here on WPTF. Friday night will be Friday night trivia. Easter coming up Sunday. Uh, but what we want to hear from you tonight uh, is for you to quit being bashful. Uh, my, my Baptist friends would allow me to say that you should come on down to the front of the church and, and testify and say what you have been doing uh, with the time you may have had being uh, uh, quarantined or, or told to uh, uh, not, not be out and circulating in society, but uh, away from things so that you uh, are, uh, are not susceptible to getting the coronavirus. 919 is our area code, 860-9783. And uh, I would love to hear your stories. And uh, if uh, the other media sources, uh, as I said, I've read, read stories about what people have done. They've taken up putting together furniture, uh, um, cooking particular kinds of cooking, baking, for instance. Some people like to bake. And I've, I've even thought about, uh, I used to cook a little bit, nothing fancy, but just good basic stuff. But do more now of uh, not necessarily cooking things, but of, uh, as my Mrs. Kearney says, assembling meals, kind of convenience cooking. Uh, as you get older, you tend to do that. But I've thought about, uh, I used to really kind of enjoy making breakfast meals, you know, sausage and grits and eggs and biscuits and stuff like that, and uh, sometimes uh, uh, Tom Kearney's special spaghetti sauce, but uh, those kind of things, and I even thought about doing that again, because I now am not quite as pressed for time, uh, and a, a little bit little bit of extra things to do. One of the things that I have done is I've had a c- couple of car projects, two automobile projects, and you know if you listen that we... I particularly uh, sometimes prompt you that a good place to take your automobile to have it worked on is uh, King's Auto. And I was able through them to get some major work done on my older car that that we needed some time out to do that. And when when both of us wouldn't be perhaps moving around, Mrs. Kearney has one car and I have the other. We we jointly own them, but uh, she always gets the better car. And uh, so, uh, but some work needed to be done to it, and so we, we were able, uh, through a little bit of planning, to get get that done. And King's Auto was good to help us out to to get it done. And we may have more to say about them a little bit later tonight, or certainly later this week. Uh, but uh, that's one of the projects, and I I'm a collector uh, because I, I read a lot of books and have two or three different projects of things that I've been interested in over the years and, and never been able to do as much reading in, in, in the area, uh, particularly um, popular science, the kind of thing that Carl Sagan would have, would have written books in. And, and uh, I have one friend who reads along the same lines, and he and I compare book lists. And uh, I've been reading a book uh, uh, about Galileo and the science deniers uh, and uh, when I went off to college many, many years ago, I was about halfway a science person and about halfway a math major, and 
somewhere in there I got more interested in American history and ended up majoring in that and going to graduate school in that. And so I didn't always get to keep up with the science stuff as much as I should have. But there's some really good popular scientist people now, a guy named Brian Green, a guy named Sean, uh, what is Sean's last name? Uh, I'll think of it in a moment. But uh, but uh, Carlo Rovelli is one of the people I was reading. And uh, there is a guy named David Quammen, Q-U-A-A-M-M-E-N. And I, I bought a book by him a year, well, about five years ago called Spillover. And it's about, about uh, uh, the disease is not unlike the COVID disease, uh, and uh, Ebola and other things like that, things that uh, originate uh, in a lot of times in Asia and jump species, that is, they, they start out in, in uh, well, as the SARS thinks, that a lot of times in pigs and in chickens. Uh, it isn't always pointed out when they talk about the Spanish flu of uh, 1917, 1918, but it is believed uh, in some circles, that it actually started out in in poultry and chickens, and and jumped to uh, to human beings from there. But uh, David Quammen's book Spillover is a book that I had, and never could quite get around to reading it because we, you know, many times we have books authors on this program, and I, I always try to read the book. I think it's unfair to talk to a person about their book without reading it, and uh, so I try to do that. But that takes time, and it means I have to read what I supposed to read rather than what I would like to read, but uh, with things slowing down a little, uh, I got to read some of the books that I wanted to read. I did, did some rereading on uh, American history, which was my major, both in undergraduate and graduate school, and, and uh, uh, reviewed basically the Civil War, and, and but particularly Reconstruction, the period after Civil War, and when the, the fate of the African-American who had been freed from slavery and, and, and were was up in the air, and uh, we got the 13th, 14th, and 15th Amendment that needed to be. Uh, my my knowledge over the years had had sort of sifted away a little bit, and so I got to read uh, some of Eric Foners, who's the primary historian in that field. He's the big dog, as I like to call him. And whenever I call somebody a big dog, it means he's the head head man. He's the alpha. And it's not intended as an insult, insult in any way, but he's the big dog in the area of re, Reconstruction. And they got to review some of this. But, but some other more popular books. And I love to read mysteries, and the, the particular kind of mystery book that I want to read is uh, exampled by a, a group of books by a woman named Donna Leon. Her last name is L-E-O-N like Leon, but she's an American, but she lives in Venice, and her books are about this Venice, and I learned an awful lot about Venice and how really small it is and how it is sinking into the sea, but uh, uh, her uh, detective, uh, Brunetti, is, uh, well, he's popular all over the world, in fact, uh, probably less popular in the United States than most other places in the world. She's an international bestseller. But she's an American citizen, but she ended up over there teaching. She's a college teacher teaching people uh, English literature. And uh, But it's a fascinating group of books, and Miss Leon has written 30 of them. And I'm on the 30th one now. I've more, more or less kept up, but I got behind last year because of breaking my leg and ending up in a uh, re- rehabilitation situation where I ended up spending 12 weeks and then 
for all practical purposes other than getting some therapy. And as a part of that, I was they were lost, lost time. And, uh, and uh, so uh, that was not an opportunity to make up something, but rather to lose some more. More about that in a moment. 919-860-9783. I can tell you my story, but I really would like to hear your story. Tom, we have Dave, who's Dave. local. Okay, Dave is local, all right. Uh, but uh, I would like to hear your story, and we're going to start. A lot of times when you get a seed caller in, in this business, it, it, it helps other people to be inspired and to tell their stories. Dave, how are you this evening? Whoa! <laughs> we uh, left where we moved to this area in 1945 and left this area in 1967. And you asked last Monday about a drive-in out Hillsborough Street that I was very familiar with back in those days. And I just wanted to call in last week, but I didn't have my phone with me. And I was going to tell you that Roy's was a very nice restaurant, and it was located back in those days from what we back then called the Angel Farm and uh, Meredith College. And I'm not sure that it still is, but be that as it may, it was a nice area and it was a nice restaurant drive-in. And he had several others, too. He managed to be a pitcher for the baseball team that was... Oh, what was his last name? I, I don't know. You're, you're telling me things I didn't know, and that's why I wish you'd. Well, I wish you'd call last week, and I'm glad that you called this week. But what was Roy's last name? Uh, Roy was Pinion. Pinion, okay. Well, it was still open when I came here, and I never went in. I, I gathered they had sit-down places inside. Uh, I think I drove up to one of the, the stations. I would call them outside, and they had a, a, a little book uh, with with the uh, the, the, the what am I trying to say? The menu items on it, and you could call them in a, in a, a, a car hop. I think they called them in those days. Would bring it out to you. Does that sound right to you? Sounds sounds pretty good. I don't rec. I didn't go in there much. It was that's the side of town I lived on, so I didn't spend much time around there. He had another one out off of a uh, Glenwood Avenue that was more frequently visited by my high school group. And bear in mind, again, I left town in 1967, and I just came back, and I am blown away by the expansion that has occurred around here. I hadn't uh. been back down around that area where Roy's was, Yet, I hope to in probably another month or so when I get out a little bit. But uh, right next door was a convenience store that a neighbor ran, and uh, their son did really good. And uh, it was kind of intriguing, that whole neck of the woods down there. Well, now, and let me see. Roy had another restaurant was across the street from Devereux Meadow 
and it was a go-in-and-sit-down restaurant. Well, now, I was down in the neck of Devereux Meadow today because I said I took my car in, uh, but uh, Devereux Meadow, uh, when you say it was across the street, you don't mean across North Capitol Boulevard, but you mean back of there. Uh, no, it was on P Street. On P Street, okay, I got you. And uh, most people now don't know where Deborah Meadow would have been, and it has been a parking lot for a long time. And, uh, I, oh, I, I wasn't aware that been so many changes around here since I left and just well, came Hold back, on just so. a second. Hold on a second. Let's you and I instruct our, our fellow Raleigh people. Deborah Meadow was where the local baseball team played. Tom, we have the news. Oh, okay. We'll be back in just a couple of minutes. Hang yeah. on. 933 at WPTF. We had to interrupt our conversation with our caller. John, what is our caller's name, by the way? Dave. Dave, uh, Dave, are you there? I'm still here. Uh, I'm sorry. We had we, we have a mark. We're, we need to carry the, the half-hour news and so much heavy-duty stuff is going on in the world. We really don't want to miss that. That's one of the things that, you know, that WPTF has been known for. Tell me where you went to high school. Went to uh, high school at Broughton. At Broughton, okay. Uh, well, I, I live between where you're talking about and Broughton now, near Cameron Village, is, is what I'm saying. And so, uh, I, I, when I was, what year did you graduate from high school? Fifty-seven. So you're older than I am. But when I was just not much, though, about four years. But when I took the, I'm from Goldsboro. When I took the SAT, I took it at Broughton, and I ate my lunch at the Peach Street Market. Because I didn't have time to go, I had to go back and finish some tests, you know, take some more tests. And so I had about an hour between the morning session and the afternoon session. And so I had, a, a, I think, a Coke and a honey bun for lunch that day. So, But uh, but uh, in any event, uh, uh, and of course, Deborah Meadow was not very far from there. Uh, and uh, I think they had, were using it to, as a city parking garage. I think they used to park the garbage trucks down there, as a matter of fact, that most recent. Most recent days, but I saw the uh, uh, Raleigh team. My wife and I did when we were dating. Uh, she was an angel, by the way, from from Meredith. Uh, we saw uh, the Raleigh team. It was a uh, farm team of the Pittsburgh Pirates in those days, and so uh, we saw them play there, like circa 1970 or so, that kind of thing. But Raleigh. When I came to Raleigh in 1970, it had about 175,000 people, and now it has about 475,000 people. So, and the Wake County has over a million. So that, you'll know where you are now. But uh, yeah, it's 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 huge. It's I, definitely. I haven't been out much since we moved here back in the end of July. But the I, I could not the side of town that I live on now. Uh, it's substantially out from west of that area. And if you follow out Route 1 and go through Cary, and it, you blink your eye going through Cary back then in those days, and you go underneath a railroad overpass, and very shortly there was an excellent junkyard just across the railroad tracks to your left on the south side of the tracks. And then you go on down a little further, and there was a truckway station. And that's about all there was until you got to Route 64 turn off. 
and you took Route 64 and you went to Charlotte uh, by right. way of Pittsburgh and uh, Ashboro and then uh, picked up 49 in Ashboro and went on to Charlotte. But that's what there was when I left town. And well, there was a, has there it was a, changed? There was a, well, yeah, that it's it, it changed so much it hardly resembles it, but there was a, on the, the road that curled around through Cary and out across the railroad, there was a motel out there that was uh, the old style of motel where you had separate cabins and so on, and uh, it was still there when I came to Raleigh. My vet used to, to be on that road, so I would go out there some, but the world, the world has changed, but Get yourself out and drive around some, and you'll you'll feel like you're in a completely new world. And uh, I'm going to let you go now because uh, you've been kind enough to talk to us, but we do need to move along a little bit. But but I hope you will listen whenever you can and call whenever you can. Okay? I will do that. Thank you very much. Thank you. A review of Roy's Drive-In, which was out on Hillsborough Street, uh, across the road from the Angel Farm, as our caller said, but uh, that was, of course, a reference to Meredith College and so on. But they're about along where I think there is, uh, you can cross over the railroad and, and, and you go over the railroad and there's a post office and you're in the Method community. But you're, that's just a little past where Roy's was. And But it was one of the ones where you placed your order on a speaker phone, uh, kind of like when the one that you had at the drive-in movie and uh, the car hop, uh, which is what they called them in those days. Uh, some of these expressions and words are going to disappear, and we'll have to come up with a, a dictionary of post-war American slang. I know one night I asked the question here uh, as a trivia question of what uh, a sock hop was, and some of us knew what that was, and some of us were too young to know what it was. Uh, we are looking for, I am looking for, what you've been doing for the most part while you have been uh, enduring uh, the virus, uh, the COVID thing. We've been asked to stay in and not circulate any more than is necessary. Some of that has been lightened up, and but a lot of businesses had to close down and uh, so on. So people had time on their hands. And uh, I, I've read some books that I hadn't had a chance to read, uh, cleaned up a few things, uh, uh, tend to to pile things up and put magazines here that should be thrown into recycling. So some of that got done. And uh, uh, a few other things. Got my automobiles fixed to what I could afford to let them go for a few days to uh, King's Auto. But uh, what have you been doing? Uh, my sister took up gardening, and I think she's cooking a little more now than just processing meals, you know, instant food, microwaving things. But return to the oven for baking bread and uh, to cooking things on the top of the oven. In fact, uh, one of my Christmas, we had Christmas over the weekend and we had to postpone it because of the of the virus and not wanting to take a chance of circulating the, uh, the virus among our family. And I gave her a couple of cookbooks for, for Christmas because she likes to cook. And like me, she likes to read cookbooks. I like I don't cook very much, but I have in the past, and uh, I like to read cookbooks and uh, find out the history of meals. Did you know that pimento cheese was invented in Atlanta, Georgia? That's a topic that I need to to, to investigate, but uh, but I, I can't continue. I feel good about it at my age to be uh, fascinated by items like that. But what I, I want to know is what you were so fascinated by that you 
you bought a book or you decided to put together uh, uh, something that uh, you'd had for a long time and had not put together, like that uh, somebody gave me a jigsaw puzzle for Christmas, and I'm not much a put together of uh, puzzles. I've done that in the past, but uh, there are too many other things that I want to do now that I don't have time. But one of the things of being quarantined, of being locked in, so to speak, and I got locked in in a special way. John, do we have any callers yet? Is anybody dialed up 919-860-9783? No calls, Tom. Okay, where where are the callers? Where, where We need your story. Don't be bashful. And you can tell from our conversation earlier that uh, we get along pretty well. Uh, we're comfortable to talk to and so on. And, and that's why we have what I'm striving to have is at least one night, which I call a nostalgia night, and that allows us to talk about a lot of things. Uh, one night, an open phone night each week, uh, and it can be any night of the week except Friday. Friday is always trivia night, but uh, and then then other nights we try to feature guests who are appropriate, who are uh, entertaining and uh, educational. Like we're going to have uh, Rod Gonski, who is retired from the National Weather Service but works in private uh, industry as a meteorologist now, keeps up with the weather. Knows a lot about North Carolina weather. He worked here 30-some years. And we're going to talk about the Red Springs tornadoes, which were long-track tornadoes back in 1984. Uh, and uh, an interesting topic, and, and that will allow us to work into tornadoes generally. And Wednesday night, uh, my brother Stephen is going to be with us uh, to talk about baseball movies. I, I love baseball. He does. A lot of our listeners do. And the the best movies about sports have been made about baseball, whether it's the Pride of the Yankees or Bang the Drum Slowly, Major League, uh, Fear Strikes Out, the story of Jimmy Pearsall, uh, uh, Bull Durham, which was filmed in Raleigh and Durham, or Durham and Raleigh, I guess you should say, uh, Field of Dreams, which uh, Kevin Costner did, uh, uh, and so uh, we'll we'll be talking about those and along with starting the baseball season on Thursday. The Major League Baseball season starts on Thursday, and I think the Minor League Baseball season, at least uh, the Durham Bulls version of it, it uh, was told the other night, starts uh, the first week in April, and the rest of the Minor League teams in North Carolina. And we talked last week with Woody Seymour about the fact that the Minor Leagues have been rearranged by the Major Leagues, who control the salaries and the contracts of most of the players in organized baseball, not all, but most, and that's an interesting story. And we'll we'll have uh, other. Uh, I'm looking forward to the return of my sports friend Tony Rigsby to find out more about that. Because there's little, really no person who knows more about that kind of thing than Tony, and uh, he'll be back. Uh, I hope within the next couple of weeks. Uh, on uh, Thursday night, we're going to talk with Pam Beck, who is our gardening correspondent. Uh, about the history of the plants and the flowers and things that symbolize Easter and their long history of sim- being symbolic of, of the special springtime holiday. That's uh, Thursday night. Friday night will be trivia night. Uh, 919-860-9783 if you are a mind to tell us what you've been doing while uh, things have been locked up. Uh, I'm going to tell you part of my story unless you keep me quiet by introducing your own story, and I hope you will do that. You can queue up by calling 919-860-9783. We'll be back in just a couple of minutes. 
67-61. Okay, fine. Well, we, we can pass that score on it because none of the local teams and not even any of the ACC teams, uh, Florida State and uh, Syracuse, disappeared uh, over the weekend from the list. And uh, I think we have another game tonight. And, and each one of the winners, the two tonight and two tomorrow night, will be the Final Four. And I'm imagining Gonzaga will be one of those and, and perhaps Baylor will be one of them unless those two are playing each other. I think Baylor's playing later tonight and they were a number one seed and Gonzaga will be playing tomorrow and, and the way they've been playing it, they will probably be one of the final four. But uh, this, the, in the, the finals, I think, are will, the final four will be playing, uh, I believe, Saturday and Monday, which is, is more like normal than the particular... Uh, Way they played the the, the uh, uh, March Madness uh, the the 64 positions. Uh, each day they would eliminate half of the teams, and uh, we started out this weekend with the with the Sweet 16 or something like that. And uh, in uh, the first two days they eliminated half of those, so that they came down to eight. And the eight started playing uh, today and tomorrow, and at the end of that they will have half as many teams, and that will be the final four. And uh, they will play. There will be a couple of games on Saturday and then one game, I believe, on Monday. That's the way that they have in the past, and I believe I understood that to be the case. It certainly will be next weekend, and that this is also Easter weekend. You'll be wanting to remember that. Tom Kearney here, and what we've asked you to do is to tell us a story. And the story is about what you did while the... Uh, the uh, virus was was uh, running wild in America. It's been subdued a little bit now. Uh, there is, uh, I think, a, a belief that one would just not want to jump the gun on believing that we have a, a herd uh, uh, situation where people are protected against the disease yet. Uh, we, we may not have gotten to that point, and I, I know that some of the Leaders of the CDC and the scientific community are wary uh, of uh, having another major spike if, if too many things open up too quickly. But uh, we can all hope that that will not happen, and uh, and I certainly hope that it does not happen. Uh, but one needs to be uh, one a piece of advice that could go on to to most people is that one needs to be about getting a vaccine. Uh, it inspires. I think confidence and the, the the scientists who have done all the wonderful things that scientists do have produced it and and apparently believe in it. And uh, I've had mine uh, in January and February, so uh, uh, it's uh, a good feeling to have done that. And uh, uh, it, it doesn't it's not a silver bullet, but it uh, is on the way to to solving the problems. But uh, in any event, uh, we have been asked since the disease landed uh, on 
more feet on us just about a year ago. I think they started closing down American society uh, in general, uh, quarantining, asking people to self-quarantine and uh, so on so that the disease would not spread uh, just about uh, the middle of March of last year. And at that time, I don't know whether I was lucky or unlucky. I guess I was lucky, but I was in a, a, a rehabilitation center in, in Raleigh. Uh, I broke my leg, and I was being rehabilitated and taking therapy. And and uh, after I'd been there about a week, we were locked in, and I was locked in for basically 12 weeks. Uh, the thing that was fearful is that they were doing all they could uh, at this place and did, did very well uh, to protect it against being one of those nursing home situations that a lot of people, older people, uh, got uh, the disease and, uh, and suffered from, from that, sometimes in some cases passing away. And I don't think they, I was there for three months uh, and uh, nobody could come visit me. Uh, uh, the doors were locked. Uh, and uh, but when I finally got out, I, I walked out of a locked situation there into a locked situation in society and had to accommodate myself to that. But uh, Mrs. Kearney has been able to go to the grocery store and uh, I have uh, uh, had enough things to entertain me. And, and as I indicated, my projects have been t- tending to, to read some of the books that I wanted to read in this lifetime if I could. And often I've had to to pursue, I love, that's one of my hobbies, and, and I had to pursue books that I needed to read. I'll, if we have somebody, as we will next week, we're going to have uh, an author has written a, a kind of gazetteer of the Outer Banks, and it uh, deals with the names like Nags Head and Kill Devil Hills and places like that that you that you find on the Outer Banks. Well, he's going to be on with us at the end of next week, not the week we're in now. I think it's... Uh, about uh, April 8th, we'll, there'll be more more about that, but uh, that's what will be coming up, uh, and that, that promises to be for those of us who grew up in eastern North Carolina, and, and we're always headed as soon as we could to the beach, so to speak, uh, will be an interesting program. Again, tomorrow night, we're going to have uh, uh, Rod Gonski, from the, uh, retired from the National Weather Service, but still an active working meteorologist, and we're going to talk about uh, the the Red Springs tornadoes outbreak of 1984, one of the worst in North Carolina history, and it was one of those that didn't just bob down and hit the ground a little bit, but had a long run from down in the Sand Hills up through eastern North Carolina. Uh, so Rod will be here to talk about that on the Wednesday night. My brother Stephen will be here, and we're going to talk about uh, and recommend some movies about baseball, like Field of Dreams and Bull Durham and some other ones uh, that... Uh, the Bad News Bears is a good baseball movie. So that will be on Wednesday night. Thursday night, uh, Pam Beck will talk about uh, the flowers and plants and so on that are symbolic of Easter. Easter will be next weekend. And Friday night will be Friday night trivia. That's it for tonight. Tom Kearney here on uh, WPTF. And uh, we'll be back tomorrow night following the news.